This episode of The Burrow Sound is brought to you by our friends over at Hello Piffy. They are a cannabis delivery service based in the GTA. You can find them on Leafly, 7 Days a Weed, Instagram at Hello Piffy, and on their website at hellopiffy.ca. If you tell them that The Burrow Sound sent you, you will save 30% off your order. Enjoy the rest of the show. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Borough Sound Podcast, recording here live at the UUIN Collective. I am your host with the most, DJ Czar, a.k.a. Big Turk. And uh, today we have, you know, every guest is special, but I'm not going to lie. This guy just showed me some tracks in the studio, <laughs> and this guy, he got it, bro. Toxic in the building. What up, yo? Thanks for the introduction, man. Super stoked to be here. First podcast. Yo, Jeez. this is big, bro. Super crazy. I, I appreciate you uh, even, like, wanting to do it and, like... You seem like you would enjoy doing a podcast in general. Yeah, man. Like, it's always something that I definitely would like to do. Like, it's so cool to just, like, sit and have conversations and talk about shit, you know? So, um, mm-hmm. definitely something that I'm trying to get more into. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yo, yeah. talk about shit. We're going to talk a lot today first, yo. And I know y- y'all probably can't see it because, like, it's kind of cold out here, so we have to bundle up. But Freezing. The, man, the man came swagged out, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I, I wanted to discuss... Yeah. Like, so fashion does seem like something that you enjoy. Dude, definitely. Like, um, fashion is my passion. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, like, like even like starting <laughs> off, like I always worked retail jobs where like I would sell clothes and stuff. Um, even when I was like a kid, like in high school, I would try and like print shit on t-shirts and hoodies. Mm. I've made, uh, like merch pieces for shows and shit. And I want to get more into the clothing. Like I have these hats that I made. I made like a, a demo of a hoodie. Mm. I'm just getting more into it getting more creative because it's another way of expression it's just fun man like Mm. and like there's nothing better just walking and someone's like yo that's a fucking dope thing and you're like yeah like i made that and it's like Mm. it's nice it's like okay at least like i can make i don't look like i'm a clown or something you know yeah what uh what styles of fashion um would you say inspire you because like i see like a a hip-hop influence yeah uh but i also sense that there's also probably some like pop punk elements as well so like what 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 do you honestly like i like to like bl- like just blend because like yeah like you said the hip-hop like with like the shoes and like the fitteds and um sort of just like the general swag and shit like like i don't really need to use the word swag but you know yeah, what i'm saying yeah, like yeah. like that shit really because you know that's where like the like you know inspires me in music and then um definitely the rock the rock stuff like the chains um yeah. like the zippers on the pants like the mm-hmm. spikes and stuff mm-hmm. yeah like i super i super you know dig that stuff because like uh you know pop punk like you know even like i have like super baggy shorts that i love to wear they look like they're from like blink 182 or something like you know that whole all like forms of like rock like um i like to sort of influence like there's like punk where you can have like the tartan pants and all that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. and and it kind of ties in with metal where it's kind of more like black like leather like spikes stuff like that you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and kind of just like going into like each one and taking like the best things Mm -hmm. yeah so you're incorporating like many different elements but are there any particular individuals within fashion that you look up to or inspire you? Yo, honestly, like I, f- I fuck with Kanye. Like, yeah, yo, that, yo, like Kanye's the, fa- the guy. The, the fact that like he does like music, fashion, production. It's like a similar path that I can see myself in. All and at such a high level. Too, yeah, you such know? a f- like it's just like so inspiring. Like it just it's crazy. But um, what do you think? What do you think of like what's going on with, with him now Kim? with the social oh, media? I, I just, honestly think it's to promote his Netflix thing. Yeah, and it's like I don't know, man. Like you can never like trust like what media is pushing or or anything like that. And like honestly, like I think it's just entertainment. Um, I don't 
think I think maybe it could be, it's a little like out of pocket because it's like putting his whole like personal life yeah out on there. The, out there. But like I don't know, like he's Kanye, like you know, like mm-hmm. he's gonna do that, you know. Like at it's, the same time, yeah. like what is more appealing to to the audience than than like celebrities airing their, you know what I'm saying? Like it's so juicy, yeah. as content yeah. that. That's why I feel like perhaps some of it is genuinely well, him. And yeah, and it's like it's that's that that's why like rappers get big for gimmicks and yeah. then they and then they last like a year or two mm-hmm. and they they don't have any substance because they got big by doing like gimmicks and like beefing with people or like doing stupid shit for attention and it's mm. like none of that shit will last but it's what attracts people the most. Like it'll blow you up faster than like dropping albums and stuff. Yeah. If you just do some stupid video, it could just like but you could be grinding and working on music for like years and it would never get like the same fraction of like just mm-hmm. some stupid some stupid shit because people yeah. love stupid shit you know yeah great example of that is uh eminem mm-hmm. when he pretty much had to adopt this slim shady persona and that is essentially a gimmick you know yeah. but like it was a character that the shock value kind of helped because he mm-hmm. was doing music like regular yeah. music he was even more conscious before and then he did the slim shady stuff I mean, it, it was so good that it allowed him to sustain himself. And even now, when his music is not that good, he's still very relevant because of how good Slim Shady the was. Image you know was, what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. maybe, like, I don't know. You, that's I guess like a you more, live or die by the gimmick in that yeah, sense. Yeah, but that's, like, a more planned out, like, think of, like, it's, like, a whole, like, persona character, like, yeah, it yeah, ties yeah, in with the deliberate, music. Deliberate, yeah. But I, I'm talking, like, let's, okay, let's say, like, like for instance, like, Lil Pump, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, when he came Jeez. out, it's super, super messed with him and yeah. stuff, but he just did, all like, all those dumb, like, videos, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And now he was, like, huge for, like, a year, and then, like, he just recently dropped the album, oh, dope, the hookah. Yeah, got the hoops, you know what I'm saying? Big up Gocho. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The videographer too and edits this podcast actually. So yes. you know, show him some love. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But Lil Pump, so you're saying he dropped an album, but the music dude, wasn't like dude, banging. It or? dropped. It sold like like only like like I, I don't know. I might be wrong on this, but it was like maybe like 3k units or something. It was something like really like damn that he didn't really do much promotion on it either. But it also shows that just like you know like. um like gimmicks like they get old clout versus actual support because yeah. it's like yeah at the end of the day you might have this many followers this many likes but how many people will buy your music they're even listen like even like listen to it and like that's not even like they have the streaming service and stuff but now they won't even yeah. like listen to it it's like damn do you think he's irrelevant um because like the uh, the consumer market determined that or do you feel like he's taking a backseat because maybe he's just yeah. Being rich and you yeah. know living that life, Who, fucking bitches, whatever you exactly. know. Exactly, it's one of those things like you'll never really know unless they were to come out and outright speak on our own, mm-hmm. on their own. But honestly, like you can't like count anyone out from bouncing back. Like you, you know, you know what I mean. Like mm-hmm. especially like he does have like you know a name, and if you were to do something that would pop off, if you were to, you know just work on it, it could definitely pop off again. Yeah. Uh, it's hard to count anyone out unless they do something like super super messed up. You know what I'm saying? I also think if you're already in the limelight, it's not mm-hmm. that hard to like come back in you yeah. know like you just have to drop some fire or even if you have like, like some kind of scandalous event yeah you know like or like a controversial moment yeah you'll be you, back in the spotlight yeah if i was if i was him like like pump if i was in a position like that i'd start to like you know take music seriously and start working with up-and-comers mm-hmm. who are like hot you know what i'm saying and then kind of like you know put on for them and you're still like it'll build shit like stuff back up mm-hmm. i feel like that's a good that's how lots of people stay relevant is they'll start working with people you know underneath and like 
like put them up like trip like trippy red working with like sofago and stuff like mm -hmm. that like you know when a new artist comes in just recognizing right. it and like putting them on but not and like you know it's a it's a mutual beneficial thing because then you're like you're they'll show that you're tapped in mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying yeah. that's what drake does too drake yeah the best. yeah literally that's Remember why he's when so 21 relevant, savage yeah. started popping off and then they had that song and yeah it was just a it, it was a really good look for both of them you yeah. know what i'm saying and yeah. it was a good track too yeah for sure um we were discussing yesterday and i definitely want to bring this up mm -hmm. is this subgenre of rap that I'm sure a lot of the audience has heard it in some form. You, yeah. You said it was emo rap. Emo rap, yeah. So what is this, like, phenomenon? What is this subculture of rap? How does it incorporate elements of, like, hip-hop or trap? Yeah. And then, like, what's the emo side? It's the sound that, like, started bubbling on SoundCloud, I think, like, in, like, probably, like, 2010s, I'd say. What would they would do is they'd sample songs like um, Check Yes Juliet or, like, a Jimmy Eats World song oh, okay. or, like, or, like, a Green Day sample yeah. or, like, a Sum 41 sample and, like, turning into things. So incorporating it, singing about like, you know, the same type of lyrical content, like sort of emotional, sad, like more. But it's still like braggadocious. Braggadocious, you know, that's the thing. It's still yeah. like swaggy. Yeah. It's still about like yeah. your chain or yeah. your bitches or whatever. And that's the that's thing. what I found interesting. Yeah. That's what I found interesting. Yeah. It's like it was pretty like emotional and sad and like. There was like depression kind of in it, but then it was also like hard. Yeah, it was yeah. hard. Yeah. Yeah, no, that and that's the where the emo and then the rap comes in from like, you know, is that like sort of like hitting it more like a like a flow on a verse or like talking about more lyrically like rap stuff about like clothes or chains or, or stuff every, like that. Does every emo rapper have a face tat? Is that like a requirement? I think every <laughs> rapper has a face tat. Like, <laughs> you know, you know, like I think that I think I think once you once you get a face tat, you're sturdy, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you Dude, yes, you bro. One, what? Bro. I'm surprised do. you yeah. don't have one. Yo, yo. just wait, just wait. A face tat. Yeah, no, I'm gonna get. Yeah, once. Yeah, for sure. I want to get a red one, like right here. I want to get like the name of the clothing that I want to do. It'd be like be nuts. Hard. Super sick. I want to be covered in tattoos. Do you have any tattoos? I have a few. Still. <laughs> tattoo this, tour. Tattoo tour. Oh, what's that? What is this it? one is just a little design. I got it in Mexico. This one says know thyself in Latin. And mm. I got this was my little first one, a little soft thing. You oh. know, and then I have one here. So. Nice, wow. nice. I do want to be fully tatted. I would yeah. even do neck. You know yeah. what I'm Would you like, do face tattoo? If it was like small. But like it just would right have to here. be like a decent looking one. I don't want like. Yeah. A really big one. It would be like small and yeah. subtle, but I would only do that after I get my whole neck tatted, yeah, yeah, and then yeah. it would make sense. I was know? like feeling so impulsive in like December, just like because some like you know when you just like you're going through something and you just want to like change something and you're like like dye your hair or yeah, like yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying. I was like I'm just gonna get a face out, like, mm -hmm. and then like some people talking out of it like bro like chill out. No. Yeah, work on the sleeve first. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, I know. I got way more other areas to tattoo. Like I don't even think a tattoo artist they look at me and be like uh no thanks. No, you could find someone, someone like low key yeah. who yeah. do it for probably like. But then is it bucks. gonna be good though? You know what I'm saying? That's true, and that's yeah. for life. On your face. <laughs> I think, you know, what I think would be hard was be like a quarter note, like right here or something like, you know, like a little quarter note. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be super tough. It's interesting how like mainstream tattoos are now. I feel like the, even like when we were kids, they were starting to be mainstream. But yeah. before it was like super taboo. Yeah. And before it was like reserved only for like particular like groups of people yeah. it's like they would do that in their traditions and their cultures yeah and now it's like 
doctors, lawyers, every next person has a tat. Yeah, I think it's just about like the more um, freedom of of expression is more Mm -hmm. consciously aware in our society today. I think that's because, yeah, in the West, yeah, in other parts of the world, it's still like that. If you have a tattoo, they're like, it's weird, but like here, it's it's, it's just like just ways of express of expression and art, and it's being more accepted because, like, yeah, we're just like kind of growing, like, we're not sort of stuck to like we have to like be proper and stuff like that because we've like hey we don't like wearing suits and ties every day like this is kind of like you know people are just more free to do what they want like back then like everything was so centralized back then like you watched your tv you listened to like the one radio station everyone like the one or the one thing yeah the one job or the yeah and 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 there's like less people on the planet and um all that so everything just sort of like with the whole movement of like art cultures and and um revolutions and stuff like that like it'll change people's perception and make people want to express things and mm-hmm. when people go through things too you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. like i said like i was feeling super impulsive and i just wanted the tattoo yeah you know it's mm-hmm. gotta take this out i got mind. the grillies yeah, yeah you can't you know smoke with them okay. i'm getting the bottom soon shout out to, to midas you hit him up on Instagram, the Midas yeah, he's got some crazy <laughs> pieces, and uh, they they uh, it's in like this um like hype store. It's called mm-hmm. uh, Deep Drop, I think. Mm-hmm. Super sick. I've been looking to get a pair, but I just want like one or two just for the fangs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, bro. Yeah, like I want like a subtle one, but I've been looking, but. I haven't really got too into it. Plus, sometimes I'd be like, hmm, well, is there you, something better I, c- I should be spending on my money, like, responsibility-wise? But yeah, it, it's sick. So I can't lie. But I want it, one right here. If you, uh, if you want one, bro, let me know. I'll hook you up. You know, hook me up, bro. Yeah. Midas, bro. Yeah, I know. If you want some. one, let me know. I'll, I'll link you to him. He's a, he, he'll do it. Yeah. Is it reasonably priced, would you say? Yeah, like, it's like, you know, depending on what you want and stuff, but, like, yeah. if you just get, like, sterling silver or something like that, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's not yeah, too yeah. Sterling silver's not that expensive. Mm-hmm, so, that's, I don't want, I feel like getting gold, especially, like, me just being, like, I feel like white guys just, like, look Yo, gold, gold doesn't gold look too. good on white skin, but it's silver. It really I feel doesn't. like I tried with the nose ring, I tried with the earrings, but I always end up going silver. Me you know? too, yeah, no, the the gold, gold doesn't really look good on, like, I, when I see, like, white people with, like, gold, like gold teeth and shit, it just kind of looks like, I don't you know. You need a tan. Like, yeah, you have yeah. to be, like, nice yeah. and tan and has to be a, a certain kind of gold maybe yeah, i can like see a chains, rose gold. Like gold gold chain yeah and stuff. gold chain but, but like grills specifically when i see like gold grills i'm just like mm. like you gotta get like white gold yeah, you like, know yeah diamonds yeah or some shit you know? yeah something like that it just doesn't match with it that well mm-hmm. but yeah man um so there's a lot of uh you know with everything opening up there's like events and stuff coming soon um how, do you have any like anything planned like are you are you going to be playing or like going to any events uh, you know, honestly, I wasn't too big of an event goer like before COVID. I don't think anyone was, and now I think everyone's <laughs> now going to I want to be. Yeah, but uh, I like the underground events that are yes. that have emerged as a result yes. of it. And uh, you know, by the time we release this, we will probably have already done it. But we're doing like a little beer pong tournament. Yeah, here, you know what I'm saying. That's so. And sick. you told me you have something on the. Fourth? Yeah, the fourth March fourth. March fourth at Cinecycle. It's a club appearance, and so I'll be what per- is it? I'll be performing like a like um probably like a song or two, mm-hmm. um another um, I think another two or three artists are gonna be you know just pulling up, um playing playing a couple songs and just like talking to people, man. Like I just want to like get out there and like meet the people who come to events. You know what I'm saying? Really like build the scene in the community, um again and like have it solidified because it's been like so. 
long, especially up here in Canada. You know what I mean? Like it's, yeah, we're, it's like, been, we're like the last, the last. Yeah. We're in last, we're in last place with this whole, like, you know, disgusting. Like, yeah. I, I don't want to discuss it too much. Yeah, no, I still no, want to yeah. get monetized. Of course. So. No, we won't, we won't speak on it, but, but we're finally starting to like catch up and hopefully, you know, for it, it you know, for the, we see the light at the end of the tunnel. Cause, um, but yeah, no, that'll be really exciting. So there's mm-hmm. a club appearance there just to talk and meet. And then I think on the 12th, we have another one back at CineCycle. Um, it's for this producer, uh, Dion. Um, he, um, he's releasing a beat tape and it's going to be a release party. So he's going to throw a bunch of beats on. Um, you can come pull up and cypher if you want. Ooh. There's going to be an open mic. So if you guys want to, you know, pull up and like show what you've got. At the club? So yeah, at the at CineCycle. Okay, you can pull up, show us what you've got. If you're sick, you know, we're, look, we're always looking to work with like dope artists and stuff, you know. I, I can provide like lots of services like you know studio, um, maybe even some show opportunities. So mm-hmm. if you're if you're really dope and you got a good vibe, like pull up. We'd love to see some dope people. And yeah, we'll just be playing like a couple songs mm-hmm. and just talking and chilling with everyone and like you know building it up. And then you know building it up for the end of the month, we want to do a release party for one of my singles. Mm-hmm. So once we get that more solidified too, that'll be out there. So these are uh, singles. So that single is that coming out on the EP? That you were telling me about? No, so I have I've been working on a couple projects sort of simultaneously, and it's uh, so I have this one that I've been working on for a while, a long time. Um, I probably had the idea of it when I was like twenty, mm-hmm. so like probably like three four years ago. Um, and I, I was like, yo, like love and other drugs. That was just like something that came in my mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, and ever since then, like I'd keep, I'd just like I didn't want to rush it because I didn't want to like just go all in because I knew I wasn't ready to like do a whole you know sort of project yet. Still de- had a lot of development and stuff to do. Um, school like just a lot in life too. So yeah. whenever I'd make a really good song, I would keep it. Um, there's a couple songs, but as time, you know, you, you, you cut songs and you add new ones, but there's a couple that stuck from like, you know, when I was through college, when I was like, uh, right before college. Um, and, uh, then some songs like post-college, um, that's kind of where I really wrapped up the tape, um, was like sort of this year. Cause I could really, uh, that's when I, my engineering started getting like really like, you know, actually like quality. What did you do in college? Um, we did, I, I studied at Fanshawe College for Music Industry <laughs> Arts, um, over in London, um, mm. where we studied, uh, recording, recording, uh, engineering, production, artist development, uh, contracts, music contracts, that's business, dope. um, we even did a lot of post stuff too for like movies and stuff. I was never really into the audio post to be honest. It's oh, pretty, man. yeah, it's so rigorous. Yeah, like it's just not. It's not. It's just not. You gotta be wired for that. Yeah, you, you gotta either be yeah. like on coke or caffeine. It's, like. it's it's for people. This is the thing. For audio engineering, there's the really like sort of technical lane that you can go. Yeah. And there's like the creative, creative. lane. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Those are the two lanes. So I just wasn't really into like the super, super technical stuff. Even like miking drums. Like we were talking oh, before. God. Oh my God. Like I don't, I hate doing that. Like I really just want to. Thank God for digital, bro. Yeah. I'm sorry. Digi- yeah. Though, I'm totally in the box. Like yeah, I'm saying, I'm, I'm in the box. box I'm in the box, bro. So like boom, quick. It's just nice. And it also opened up, like you were saying the other day, the, the industry to like everyone. Everyone. But at yeah. the same time, I feel like that does come 
come at a cost because before music was like you have to really go out of your way yeah. to like make music and record music. You and couldn't normally, get it to anyone either, right? Yeah, yeah, it was a little pricier, and normally yeah. you you had to kind of be good. I felt like mm-hmm. I feel like now it's like it doesn't matter if you're not good or you're mm-hmm. good as long as you can make a good track. Yeah, and like, you can figure out that formula. That's delivery. all that matters. Yeah, bro, with good delivery and stuff, it's all that matters. It was kind of sad when when I was in uh, uh, Trebus and like the old school audio engineers. Like I could tell, like when they hear like a Pink Floyd album, then they compare it to like what we listen to. It like breaks their heart because not only did the older music take so much more effort and like it does sound better in a sense, like warmer or mm. like you know you get that like analog feel. But now it's just like. Man, like some kid in his room can make a song better than that Pink, than something on that Pink Floyd album. You know, like it's kind of like not not this in Pink Floyd, Pink Floyd yeah. legends, but like you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, um, it's 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 made. It's like okay, so it's 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 what happens every cycle in music. So there was the era where there's those bands, the crazy advanced bands, Pink Floyd, Led, Led Zeppelin, mm-hmm. um, you know, Jimi Hendrix, sort of like early '60s, '70s, yeah. and it was like this really really advanced like like so many notes like crazy like acid psychedelics and then right after that in probably like the 70s 80s uh punk music started coming around and Mm -hmm. punk music um was just kids in there like kind of like how it is now like this is kind of like punk rock because like kids um it was kind of like it was kind of shitty but it was good because they couldn't they couldn't play on the level of like those guys but they just picked Mm -hmm. up guitar and if they played like three or four chords and just like had a whole band and just screamed their hearts out it sounded good enough and Mm -hmm. people were mad at punk because like oh this is so trash it just has like stupid lyrics it's not like crazy or even like talented and that now we're going through another cycle (laughs) with like the digital stuff Mm -hmm. and it's like now that music is like totally digital people in the analog are Mm -hmm. like ah digital like da 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 yeah it's so interesting when you listen to like an analog song now though because and for me the biggest example is uh michael jackson Mm -hmm. like his music it it sounds so good you know like i'm not saying new music doesn't sound good but there's something unique about the older Mm -hmm. vintage sound that we try to recreate too even digitally but i don't think i think it'll never be done again Mm -hmm. you know but I felt like, do you feel like we're in like the golden age of music now? Do you think music's in a good place or do you feel like it's kind of getting maybe oversaturated? What do you think of the quality? Because there's so much mm. out there, right? Mm. A lot of good stuff, but a lot of like not so good stuff yeah. either. Yeah, I think um, that's a tough one because if, if it, like say if I was born in today, not today's day and age, would I still be able to be what I can do? You know what I'm saying? So um, I really think this is kind of like the oh, I feel like the golden age of music because it's like it the industry is exploding sort of like a landmine. Like even taking how many studios are running probably in Toronto now versus how many when the music industry was only for the people who are really tapped in. And you need like a million dollar studio. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. now everyone you know you get if you can get like a nice like you know like a Neumann mic and like an Apollo and like you know some some like Yamahas and your laptop yeah. like you know you can like run a nice studio mm-hmm. along as long as you get like proper stuff. It's a mm-hmm. lot easier for everyone. So it wasn't you know and anyone can kind of just like pick up on it quick and it's so much faster 
Um, but then it comes out of price. Now we're getting music served to us. Like it's like McDonald's burgers, like fast food. Mm. You know what I mean? Cause it can just be mass produced so quickly. It's also the process of even consuming music. Like we don't own music now. Mm-hmm. We stream it right mm-hmm. before you would actually buy a CD. Mm-hmm. I think our generation was kind of like the last that maybe dealt with that. Mm-hmm. Like I bought a few CDs in my day, but after that, as soon as like, Maybe like I was like grade six or something. It's like MP3 players yeah. and iPods, and then it was done. Then it was all digital from there. And now, who buys CDs? Cars don't even come with CD players. I know. Yeah, no. I used to work at HMV when I was in high school, so I had a I have a bunch of CDs. Jeez. Yeah, yeah. These have I feel like they have the sickest like shirts at HMV. Like, dude, like, I wish I still had mine, bro. bro like, I would rock I always that look every at those day. Shirts. And I know. I'm like, yo, those are sick, and they have like movie shirts and yeah. like music shirts. Yeah. I used to like going to HMV. It was, it was such a vibe, such and everyone vibe. who worked there was like down to earth. Dope. Do they close all of them? Well, yeah, they closed. They closed down. They went out of business, but Sunrise Records bought them over, so it's like the same, the same thing. Just doesn't have the same vibe. Um, but uh, yeah, no. What were, oh, CDs. Yeah. yeah. So um, what were we saying about the CDs? Were you saying? Something? I was saying how yeah. like cars don't have CD players anymore. Yeah. Uh, we used to like we were like the last generation to buy CDs. Now no. Oh one yes, this is what I was gonna go. Sorry, we, we we may have had, may or may not have had something that have in, it would influence my thought process. <laughs> um, but yeah, and going digital, like that's another thing. It's like okay, like people are like, why do people want to own NFTs? You can't even own it. But yeah. you like you were saying, like people don't own music; they just yeah. stream it. So yeah. it's like you have that album sort of on your phone. Mm. We're like growing up in a thing where it's so digital, where like kids will blow their parents' like bank accounts on like a piece of like Fortnite gear you know and it's like you can't really like own it but it's like we're we're getting more into like owning digital things and yeah it's like you own like some kind of rights to this intellectual property and it is like a new space and i feel like it is in a sense making us like reassess our whole like system you know because it's like what does it mean to own something is owning something before it used to be like well can you hold it do you own it you yeah. know what i'm saying because if god forbid the power grid electricity goes out right see or like my phone dies or yeah. something or, or I the internet my phone. crashes yeah like, like you know it it's it's different than when you're able to hold it but at the same time if there's no electricity and you own a cd it's not going to be good either it's kind of like I feel like what NFTs and even crypto in general has done is confirmed like our new frontiers, like internet. It's no longer just like the physical, it's the non-physical, the digital. It's almost like we're entering into another type of, it sounds trippy and like hippie when I say it, but almost like another dimension. Literally another dimension and with new rules. And it's like now, for example, if you own this NFT, you can go on in the metaverse with, for example, like Khabib, who's yeah. like a UFC, you know, UFC champion, former UFC champion. Like you can, if you own his NFT, he will chat yeah, with you on the metaverse. And if you put this VR on, it's you, like you're actually yeah, with him, yeah, you know? So yeah. it's like what, and to me, the biggest thing it asks is what is reality? Is reality nah, just yeah. like what our brain interprets? Cause it's like now you're experiencing this world, but in reality, you're sitting on this chair. In oh, this what's room. reality? That's I think thing. it's literally like the, the mental stimulation because yeah. whatever feels real. And at that point, we're going to go in a direction where it's going to be like VR porn, VR sex. They yeah. already have that, you know, like, yeah. and it's, it's virtual. And to be honest, I personally don't think it's good for humankind. To it's like, inevitable though. But it's inevitable. It's inevitable. And it's kind of like, 
That's we just, we've yeah. evolved to this point for a reason, and mm-hmm. it, it's got to keep going this way because we can't go back. Yeah, I know. As much as I want to be like, oh, back in the day, this this that. We also have so many like conveniences and luxuries. Yeah. That are a result of that. Yeah. Google. Yeah. Bro, we know everything. Yeah. You, know you get saying? into an argument with your friend, you're like, okay, let's see who's fucking right. <laughs> yeah, you know. But it's like it's also like the the thing is is um yeah it is inevitable because think of how like people are so addicted to like social media and the the the, the dopamine you know um effect that it has on yeah, people's brains yeah. and how addicted they get and then once they start to amplify that to real life to like actually say like feeling something like love mm. or feeling something like you know like complete satisfaction like or like tasting like really good food mm. and you can eat that food and have the sensation to taste in that food but maybe now you don't have to have the calories the grease or the carbs or something yeah. from it so you can still like stimulate your so mm. people are just gonna like live in constant forts of sti- stimulations in a simulation. Yeah. Yo. Ooh, that was good. That's the sound bite right there, yo. That's the real. Yeah, literally, literally. That's, bro, oh. real talk, bro. And I don't think you're wrong. I don't think you're wrong no. at all. And the thing is, though, I feel like there is, with the introduction of this new dimension, mm-hmm. there's a kind of movement towards traditionalism. You're yeah. seeing a lot of people trying to emphasize like going out hunting nature you know yeah. eating meat like yeah. you know like these kind Getting of things food yeah you know like there's in a, in a sense I'll, I'll, i think a lot of people who aren't necessarily for this new frontier kind of want like a more reclusive like rural life like mm. almost going back to like yeah let's grow our own food let's be more this and it's easier said than done you know it's way easier to just Click, I agree to the terms and conditions, put this on and stay. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Take my soul. Yeah, <laughs> literally. It's way easier to do that than literally yeah. having to go buy yeah. land. And it's it's not made easy to to live outside the confines of society. Like, they make it hard. Like, it's going to be really hard for you to, like, live in an isolated cabin somewhere. You're eventually going to have to come to the city for, like, groceries or something. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. we're so interdependent on everything now. Have you ever watched those shows, like, uh living life below zero or um any of those things where people like live in alaska no oh my god dude there there's it's so crazy they like they like it's this show where it's, it's like a reality show where they follow these people that just like totally decided to like go off the grid and live in in like the arctic and it shows them how they get their food how they do everything mm. um how they get their power like and it's, it's just crazy like this one like lady she lived like she was like she had like a bunch of bulldozers or some shit like that. And she like lived like literally <laughs> in the middle of like miles of ice, like <laughs> just miles in some like shitty little like tent just coated and shit. And I just can't believe that. It, but it's crazy. Like, you know, even like if you go into like minimalism, you know what I'm saying? People mm-hmm. who don't own, like to own things and they like have like small homes and stuff. Yeah. Like, it's it's just a way of life that some people are because some people like I feel like I'm definitely I'm definitely a, a vic- like a. I don't know the right word, but I definitely love like material things Mm -hmm. and I got to like watch out for that because like, you know, I feel like it's so easy to be tied into that being like, oh my God, like see, like I'm like, oh, these grills, like I love wearing those. I don't feel the same if I don't have them on, you know, Mm -hmm. it's just the way that like material objects have such like a control on like your mind and stuff. All right, we'll be right back. Welcome back to the Burl Sound. It's your boy, Big Turk, a.k.a. DJ Czar, Toxic in the Building. Yo, yo. We took a little break. We did take a little <laughs> the break. The grid went off. We were just talking about yeah, that, bro. Holy Man, nothing in bro. life is guaranteed, even these cameras. You no, know what I'm saying? No. Uh, yo, so uh, you said you're the EP you're working on, one of the projects you're working on, mm-hmm. it, what was it called? Late Night Rager? Oh, All Night Rager. All Night Rager. Yeah, yeah. Okay. The reason I asked that is 
So you seem like a dude who like likes to party. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah. what is your ideal, like what's your formula for raging? What is the, you know, mixture of things or the vibes that Toxic needs to rage? To rage? Okay, so I got to like... You know, there's a lot of things I could, like, uh, to rage. Like, if I want to go super hard, like, definitely, like, not so much anymore, but, uh, like, definitely, like, some freaking stimulants. Okay, okay. <laughs> we'll keep it, I'm not going to. Yeah, we'll yeah. keep it P- Definitely PC. some stimulants um, and, you know, some drinks and, uh, yo, some beer pong, you know. Beer pong is Some key. beer pong, good music. Like, all your homies have to be there or mm. else, like, it's, it's stupid. Um, and then, you know, either, you know... Some pretty ladies or the pretty yeah. lady you're talking to or something, you know what I'm saying? Like, just like a good, like a good vibe where everyone, you know, feels nice and just yeah. like some crazy music and everyone just has to like not be lame, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, no like weird fucking like vibes and shit. Like, I hate that shit. And just like, yeah, like just getting like super turned. Um, I like, I definitely like house parties and like underground events and like, you know, way more than like going to the club. Like I feel oh, like man. going to the club, like you just waste way too much money. So much money. So much money. You just are with a bunch of people who are just like trying to flex and be super stuck up. You know what I'm saying? It's, I feel like it's like a popularity contest of who can spend the most money. And it's just so dumb. Like, you know, yeah. like let's just spend like $3,000 on bottles that are like worth 60. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and like yeah. women, like a lot of times people do that for, to get women, women at the club and it's not even guaranteed. It's like, it's like the dudes who do that are like whack and then the girls who care about that are whack. Like, they deserve yeah. each other though in that yeah, sense, you know, it's like a perfect intertwine for them. But um, definitely like clubs can be fun and I'm obviously going to like do them and like, you know, club appearances and stuff. But I would way rather like have some cool event and like, you know, with like some cool artists or like, yeah. you know, or like a fashion show or some shit like that. Something like in a like something where something productive it's is going authentic on. it's yeah. not performative people yeah. are literally like being themselves and i feel like people are more likely to be themselves when they're in an environment like yeah. this versus like at a club where you do have to play a part you know yeah. at the club like even when i used to go like yeah. i would try to look a certain way and you're yeah. trying to like see how you're being perceived you know you're gonna get a drink and like you're scoping the scene i feel like I don't know, bro. Like, unless you have, like, a booth, like, I don't yeah. recommend clubbing. Yeah, and it's it's also just, like, the thing about, I noticed about clubbing, too, and especially because I, I went when I was in college. I was in, like, a super, like, night nightlife clubby sort of, like, like little city. Mm-hmm. Um, in London? Okay. Yeah, London, right. London, yeah. The super, like, yeah. It was kind of that vibe. And the thing about, I noticed, is you can't do anything productive. All you do is you go there, you waste time, you waste money. Um, you know what I mean? But yeah. here, like say like in this big city like Toronto where there's actually like arts and cultures, mm-hmm. you can still like go out with your friends, get turned up, have a good time, and you can fucking like network. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's beneficial and you don't go like you feel like you wasted something. Now you now you met someone, say you need needed someone to do like cool mm-hmm. photos, you meet some cool photographers. Oh, yeah, you shit. have a connection for the future, yeah. you have an event, you can invite exactly. them. You're right. Toronto like when you go out in Toronto, it does end up being networking because everyone has like something they do, whether it's like, yeah, yeah, they have their main job, but maybe they make cupcakes, maybe yeah. they make music, maybe Catering. they make clothes. Yeah, yeah, you know, like it's it's good to have people within that like local economy. Yeah. And the cool thing is, too, is there's these in, in Toronto, there's events for these kind of things for every type of sector that you want to go in. So if whether it's fashion, art or even if you wanted to get into like um 
I feel like there's definitely like not like lit events, but if there's definitely like events for say like business or um, even like if, like home decor events, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. lots of cool stuff like that, um, where you could go into any any sort of scene that you'd want to go to. It's their dance, like you know what I'm saying. Tell you do like dance battles, you know what I'm saying. Like there's every sort of um, lane that you could go in. Yo, I remember I t- I asked you. I met this guy right away, and I'm like, yo, you're gonna be my plug for events in the city. Yeah. So if I'm just trying to go and just dance, but in a place where everyone's dancing, so that it's not like a weird, weird. vibe where some mans are yeah. grilling and some like just like a dance environment. Like, yeah. What would you recommend? You know what? Um, let me see. Let me think. I, I, if you're looking for like a club, um, honestly, Toy Box is pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, over, I think, by Union, they uh, it's just a big open dance floor. Mm. Um, and when I went there one time, dude, there was this guy in a wheelchair, and he was like literally like spinning it using his hands, and everyone was just going crazy. Like what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah like. Like, you know what I'm saying? If the guy, if he can get it lit, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, there's a, there's a big open dance floor. I didn't really see too many, like, people weren't really at, like, booths. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? The, they, they, and they have, like, these giant, like, not giant. They have people dressed as, like, mascots. Like, as someone walks around as, like, Iron Man. And, yeah. like, you know, has a suit. And then they, they get, like... um I think the proper term is like little people to like, to yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah I know yeah, what you mean. Yeah. yeah. So like they, they hire them and they put them in like teddy bear suits and get them to run around. Whoa. Yeah. Like, like some Wolf of Wall Street type. Yeah. Vibe. Yeah. 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 So it's like, it's definitely like a cool vibe. Um, but yeah, uh, there's some, a lot of places closed down too though. So I know, yeah. man, you know, I wish like I could re-experience pre COVID life. Like yeah. it just like, it seems like, a lifetime ago people where are, that was the norm people are so different now everyone's different, so different. I, even within my family it caused rifts you know what i'm saying because based on where people fall on you know how, where they stand and where their views yeah. and seeing each other and man like you know hopefully on march 1st they're saying they're going to drop the mandates hopefully it continues in that direction because you know everyone wants to restore some sense of normality yeah the hard the hardest thing about it is um just like deciphering like what's like true and what's not true because there's so many different sides and so many points of information you don't know which side is leaking what sorts of misinformation you know what i'm saying whether it's the side that you attach to or not there's Mm. definitely i feel like there's definitely like foreign agencies messing with both 100 percent. nowadays it's not about whether information is true or false it's about whether or not it's harmful or helpful yeah and i think whenever you know you let like an external source like a like a paternalistic source whether it's your parents or the government when they're able to determine what's beneficial to you and what's harmful then it takes away your ability to be like oh no i find this harmful you know what i'm saying so it's like oh no we want to take care of you do this and that's definitely we're definitely heading in a more authoritarian direction yeah and it's and it's like uh it's also like the thing that 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 um i think about is like okay well what's next if they're doing it for this they're definitely going to keep doing it because it's like when something gets sort of introduced it doesn't really go away. Yeah. It's like, think about after like 9-11, all the surveillance, all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff, you know Very what I'm saying? true. And like, there's a lot of that kind of stuff going on right now too, especially with this like, but um, so 
Definitely just the plan is to just get out of Canada. <laughs> like, to, I'm trying. <laughs> no cap. Like, it's no even cap. hard to leave the country no, if no. you're not vaxxed. Yeah, yeah. You know definitely. what I'm saying? So, I, like, I don't know. It, we'll we'll see where, where it goes. Where things go. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Like Florida. I've, Florida and Texas, we're yes. coming for you. Yes. Yeah, yeah, no. No, definitely the plan is to get out of Canada. Um, this is, and it's, it's, I've also noticed there's just other things too. Like, why is our gas so expensive? Why is our rent like so expensive? Why are houses like two, three million dollars just for, for a normal house, man? If you were to compare like um, the house in the market of Toronto to somewhere in like, like Texas or like, or like, um, say like Nashville, Nashville or like Chicago, you know, any other place. And it would be like astronomically like a higher just for like, like land for land or even like, like the, the, the quality of the house. Like, like there's like literally dumpsters that sell here for a million dollars, like minimum, you know? And, um, you know, the rent, man, it's, it's super high. And like the price of chicken, I saw chicken four chicken breasts for like $30 the other day. Mm. And I was like, what? Whoa. Like, like, like what? Like, why is this so expensive? Like, it's just, they're trying to make it harder for people to, for people to live. 100%. The less money, it's, 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 it's also, we're, it's, we're in a, I feel like we're in a point, it's like you're saying authoritarian and one way to control people is to make them lose all aspects of freedom. Mm-hmm. So if we lose our financial freedom, then what, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's and, another aspect and of freedom. And they're definitely gonna, the, the way they're gonna combat that is, hey, Guess what? We're going to provide you with a base social monthly allowance. Yeah. You know Get what I'm a, saying? Put a cap on how much money you can make. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you know, can't move a certain, you can't move to above to a certain class. So you're kind of sort of financially limited in, in what you can do. Yeah. And my, so my boy who lived in England before mm-hmm. and, you know, he noted, oh, like, you know, in London, they installed those uh, cameras, like speed cameras, like 10 oh years ago, God. 20 years ago. Yeah. And then we just kind of started doing it now. And now what they have in, the, in I'm not sure if it's all of England, but if you have a particular car mm-hmm. and it's like from before 2015, you have to pay every time you drive it because of the environmental impact. Yeah, carbon tax. Yeah, carbon tax. But yeah. it's so direct. It's like every time you step in that car, okay, well, you like, got to pay like 20 bucks or whatever. Okay, I don't, I don't, okay, I can't speak on this because I don't know how it works, but I'm just like, is this money going to clean the air? Like, you know, like, is this $20 going to go and clean the air? Like, you know, I think they want to move into a more like electric. I don't know. That, that, yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely move to more electric. Yeah. But like <laughs> the like, government pays the air with yeah, the money. Yeah. Like <laughs> they just throw up a bunch of twenties and it cleans the air. Like that's, I don't know. That's just one. I'm not, I don't really know how that works. So I can't really speak but on to it. But to think that like the government, which is a group of individuals has claim over something like the air or something like yeah like your body or something like land like remember when they said no dancing it was like whoa Whoa. like you cannot like the fact that they said that was like that's when i knew it was going downhill I, i knew this girl who lived in mississauga and it was probably may of 2021 and she went outside to walk her dog on a rollerblades in a parking lot by herself. And she got a $600 ticket. Whoa. Where? In Mississauga. Mississauga. Dang. Last year. That's the kind of stuff that was going on, you know? Like, how does that make any sense? And what's crazy is I feel like when you take those to court, like, they, it's just a long process. She still had to pay it. She had to pay it? She had to pay it. Whoa. Yeah. She should have fought that, bro. She did. Oh, and then they're like, you have to pay it? Yeah. That's disgusting. I know. I know. Man, I it's a brave new world, man. 
Yeah, so definitely the finest. That's why we just got to, you know, continue making our art and just, you know, existing as we are. We, at least as artists, we kind of operate on on our own playing field. Whereas I think the masses are, we're all kind of dependent on what the government says to an extent. But I feel like when your identity is tied to that, then they really have you. But when you're able to, you know, identify yourself with, you know, something creative, it's like almost like they can't control you, yeah. you know, or like that side of you. Yeah, I just, I just personally myself have like um, a mass distrust in all forms of government, because um, you know it's like there's you could go at any point in history and every single time through everything they lied and there's someone who comes in and for whatever side and pitches the the BS to whatever is popular at the moment and then gets elected and yeah. then they they just like you know, say a bunch of promises and then nothing ever ends up happening. It's so naive, I think, to fully trust the government. Anyone, you know, like yeah. if anyone in history to fully 100% trust the government, I feel like it's naive. It's like you're not critical enough or like you you don't understand the nature of politics, which is inherently more times corrupt, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, just look like you can even throughout this whole this whole ordeal that's been going on for the past two years, you can look at like the things that say like you know politicians like the like that are in power, like leaders of political parties, things that they've said, and then three months later they go completely against what they said, or maybe not even three months. And it's like it, it's like it's like, like normal. Like you can't trust anything that anyone says because they'll just say whatever to make you sort of like not forget about it, so there's not an uproar. And then they go ahead and they make the legislation to the point where you're like you didn't even know it was happening because they didn't say it was going to happen. Yeah, some politicians do that. Really really well where it's like everything they say is calculated and it's not true you know it's just like they are like little like political robots or puppets where it's like you don't really believe what they're saying but they're saying the thing that is correct to say and the, and the thing about even this whole yeah like this whole year too that's going on is uh all these people they have their money in this yeah. uh, lots of them have their money 100%. involved in, 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 in moderna in, or, all or, or even even like for instance say like like Doug Ford. Yeah. Okay. Hit. Do you know um when you know when you walk into a store and you see all those stickers on the ground and you see stickers up that say stay two feet and every time yeah. every time every time he releases a new plan to reopen he says under everything you can see it says with the appropriate stickers with the appropriate stickers with the appropriate stickers. Yeah. And if you look up, this is like you can look it up. Like if you look up Deca labels, mm-hmm. it's um a printing company that's owned by Doug Ford, his dad, and I think Rob Ford is a uh, former wow, owner. so they're and making they print, money off they, the stickers. They print all the stickers, the ones that are on the buses, the ones that mandatory are, stickers. Yeah, like wow. if you look, yeah, like yeah, no, I'm not like I, I'm like That's wild. I don't want to like speak on it, but um, <laughs> <laughs> off the record, off the record. But it's it's like I, there's TikToks about it, like you know what I mean. There's yeah, like this there's is like, information. This is public information. It is public information. Like you can look it up, and um, yeah, I'm, I'm sure if you probably look on one of the stickers, you'll see Deca labels somewhere or something. I don't know, but. Um, yeah, so there's certain things like that that's like, okay, like, you want this to end, but it's like... It's like a conflict of interest. Like, think of every corporation, right? Like, they're never trying to make less money than they did the last quarter, right? That's the mindset that the CEOs have, and what COVID has done, this whole pan... I don't want to... The the word that shall not be said. (laughs) Once this whole thing started, all those companies that were at the top got even way richer. So why Mm -hmm. would they want this to end when they're making way more money than they did last quarter? And now next quarter, because they have so much of a bigger uh, market cap or whatever, they have to keep it growing to keep the business growing so they can make more money. You know what I mean? Mm Because 
because they dumped more into their companies and now they got to make more. So it's just like making more money and more money and more money. So that's why it's like, you know, hard to see when hopefully this stuff can end because a lot of people have their money involved in it. And once money is sort of tied to it, that's when things are kind of get mm-hmm. the lines get great and stuff. And it's interesting how um, economic activity is influenced by crisis and like certain uh, certain companies, certain corporations, certain individuals like can really capitalize off that, like Uber, Amazon, yes. Walmart, Metro, whatever. Like having this almost monopoly, even on like being essential or not. Remember, yeah. like like only on essential businesses, only essential services. And it's like if you weren't essential in that moment, especially a lot of like small businesses, then you know you're not allowed to play. You know, you know, and with with zero amount of evidence of transmission like at like hair salons and stuff like that tattoo shops like for instance i i had um i got sick when i was getting a tattoo and then um yeah my t- the artist thank god he didn't end up getting it because i would have felt so bad yeah, yeah, <laughs> i would have felt so bad but you know what i'm saying like as like if you have the proper ppe and stuff you know what i'm saying yeah and like you're kind of like you know then it's like you know like, there are many ways to protect yourself yeah you know, at the end of the day if you have antibodies from having it, you know, in, to, to a large extent, you're protected. Mm. The vaccine offers some form of protection. Yeah. The wearing PPE. But at the end of the day, being healthy offers protection. Yeah. Eating the right foods, working on your immune system. Like, Definitely. it's so hard to determine, like, the single causing factor of virus. Like, oh, it's because people aren't wearing masks. Oh, it's because of the vaccine. Oh, it's this. Oh, it's that. Like, you know, but I feel like that's what they try to do to, like, generalize. And it's like... I don't know. It's taking its own life, but I honestly have faith that, uh, you know, the real ones will continue being real. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And this is this is the way things are meant to be at the end of the day, like the universe, God, whatever you want to call it, like all of human history has been leading up to this moment necessarily. You know, like it's all because of what happened in the past that we have no control over. So we just kind of got to let it play play out. And, you know, at the end of the day, you just got to go with the punches and you know roll with the waves yeah it's like um it, it is it's 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 made you know there's a lot of things that came out of it too like it's made a lot of good things like a lot of people you know like made a lot of online businesses this year you know there's a lot there's like a downfall and it's it's almost like the point of our history where we kind of it's our like the moment that really transitions us into the digital realm. Yeah. You know, I think because like people do stay at home, work from home, work from home, um, buy stuff online, um, streaming. How much did streaming concerts, all this stuff go Netflix, Netflix, all the streaming, all Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. So it was uh, definitely like something that happened that sort of like shifted our, our like focus into more of a digital sort of perspective and reality. Speaking on digital, so we're going to wrap this episode up just now, yeah. but I want you to let the audience know, or at least me know, when can we expect some kind of drop, bro? Because you were showing me yeah. some pretty, pretty good stuff out in the stew. Yeah, man. Um, so basically, um, you know, I got this single called Take Me Down. Um, about to upload it to DSPs like tomorrow. Uh, we're going to drop that on the 25th of March. You know, hopefully get to do a cool release party, mm-hmm. do all that cool stuff, you know, throw these events to lead up to the listening party. So once the details are more on that, I'm going to, you know, definitely tap in with that. Um, and then, you know, I got that mixtape that I've been working on, Love and Other Drugs. That's mm-hmm. going to be coming out later, later in the spring. Um, and then the the Rage Tape All Night Rager, the one that I was showing you with all those like 
like yeah those tracks um that's going to be more in the fall i uh, still got a lot of stuff to f- uh, fix out and then i have another project too i'm working with a producer as above so below it's the tattoo that's on my stomach mm. really cool trippy stuff I, I can show you that sometime too but uh mm-hmm. that'll be coming out probably end of the year new year we still got a lot of other songs to do but just getting through it but yeah that's probably the release cycle for it coming up okay well <laughs> bro toxic yeah, Things man. Coming through, yeah, bro. dude, this Yo, is sick. Y'all will probably see Toxic again. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We'll definitely do this again. Yeah. Maybe I'll bring a guest or something. Yeah. You know, if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure, you know, you comment, like, subscribe, hit that bell notification. Uh, make sure you follow me at Big Turkaz and at Burl Sound TV. Where can they find you on the socials? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Only Toxic, the word only, and then T Zero X X I C. You can find me on Spotify, all streaming platforms. Toxic T Zero X X I C. SoundCloud, same name. Um, YouTube, same name. Uh, TikTok, Only Toxic T Zero X X I C. Yeah, listen to my check out my stuff. I just dropped a music video. Um, an acoustic track called I'm Not Gone. Um, yeah, thanks so much, man. I had so much fun. This is sick. Yes, sir. Yes, All sir. right. Take care.